Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's first episode of Hotline League. This is the one where we are just doing it from the TGI studio, uh, because in a couple days, we will be doing the live version of this show at OSNYC in New York in collaboration with CLG, who's holding an event there. So it's going to be really cool. Uh, Mark is not here, but he will be. Look, my hand just extends into the box. Uh, but he will be in approximately 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, we're starting the show an hour late, and I didn't want to start it any later because he had to record the dive, and that took forever because he said that the people that were on the closing of the Els or of the world's broadcast were taking too long, and so we've brought one of them here, which is Chronicler. Chronicler joining us for today's episode. How's it going, Chronicler? I'm doing very well. I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very tired. Yes. Uh, but I've had a really good time working on uh, planes. I always really like planes. I think they're a very underappreciated part of Worlds. And uh, yeah, I've, well, uh, I've been having a great time. I appreciate you saying yes, because when I reached out to you today, you were on the broadcast and I was like, oh, I, I had thought I've been so busy planning the world. You reached the maximum length for voice messages. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Mark's We've called Mark, Mark on on Skype, and uh, we tried to leave him a voicemail, and we left a very long <laughs> he said one. Uh, anyway, uh, so as I was saying, uh, yeah, I reached out to you. You were on the broadcast. I meant to reach out to you days ago, but I've been so busy trying to like lock venues and everything um, that I was like, oh crap, we're doing the show tonight, and I forgot to reach out to Chronicle. Then you said you were down, and I expected you not to be because I knew you were on the broadcast. I know you're traveling tomorrow. I'm surprised that you had the energy for this. Oh, I, I really don't. Um, okay. But we, just, we, ju we just persevere. We, okay. uh, we of the LCK have a completely unreasonable work schedule, so I personally thought it'd be cool to extend that into Worlds as opposed to just doing it during the LCK. Gotcha. Know, really keep the, keep the drive high. Uh, no, jokes aside, um, I just thought it'd be fun uh, in the cab over here. I was like, I don't, I don't know if this was a good idea. Okay. But, well, it's uh, good. I'm glad that you're managing I made expectations. It. I made it, and uh, that's the This is not thought. the first time that within the first three minutes of the show starting, our guest has admitted that they regret uh, agreeing to do the show. So yeah, that's good. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear. Yes, yes. And again, we'll have Mark joining us uh, any minute now. But I do want to shout out uh, Alienware and Grubhub for sponsoring today's episode. We will talk more about them as the show goes on. Also, some maintenance, or I don't know if it's called maintenance, some little things that we need to do. So one, uh, we are doing this show live, again, from OSNYC in uh, New York in about 48 hours from now. So it'll be taking place at 9 o'clock Eastern time, which is 6 o'clock uh, Pacific time. So it's about an hour normal or earlier than you normally watch the show. This episode is also late. Whatever. Normally, the show starts at 7 Pacific. It's starting at 6 Pacific uh, because otherwise it would be very late. Uh, so that'll be happening in New York. We still have tickets available to sign up. Uh, if you're watching live right now, there's a link that Numi put in the chat. There's an Eventbrite. Basically, we have 150 reserve seats, and then we're going to do general admission afterwards. And so if you get the reserve seat, make sure you show up before 8 because afterwards we're going to let general admission people in. So... Read the fine print on the Eventbrite. Uh, and if you're watching the VOD of this, I probably am in flight and forgot to put the link into the description for the Eventbrite. So go find it on my Twitter. Um, so that'll be on Thursday. 
Uh, so be sure to tune in live. Doublelift will be on that episode for about half of it. He will also be co-streaming the episode, uh, which is something that I could not get him to do, uh, despite being one of his closest friends. But Chipotle can because they're sponsoring the episode, and so they're making him do it. Thank God. Um, other than that, I'll be doing uh, Worlds coverage. You're going to be in New York as well. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm there for uh, uh, up until quarters. Up until quarters. Up okay, until so quarters. you're going I'm through not a, I'm not an Atlanta, uh, Atlantean or a... Uh, a well, San quarters Francisco. is in New York. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in quarters. Oh, you're, uh, you said up until. Up, oh, up, including. Including. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're through New York. Okay. That's my uh, my lacking English coming through. No, it's fine. Are you able to save your casting or analyst desk or both? I, I have no idea. You have I, no I, idea? I would, I, would, I mean, I would tell you if I know. No, I do know. But I like to keep it secret. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's all... Actually, I don't know for quarters, but I know for groups. Okay, you but know I, for groups. I, groups will be... I'm, I'm very excited for the um, desk and casts that will be happening. And I'm sure the community sentiment will be similar. Okay, cool. Uh, also, we should be pouring one out for Pastry Time, who announced shortly after the broadcast today that he's no longer going to be casting in North America for League of Legends. Uh, so, shout out to Pastry Time. You can go read his post uh, but it's a bummer to to see him uh, depart. Uh, F's in chat for pastry time. Uh, okay. Uh, what else should I fill with while we wait for Mark Zimmerman to show up? How has uh, what was your take on plans? I know we talked a little bit before the start, but of the of the show, but planes was fun. No, I'm uh, I'm 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 kidding. Uh, I really enjoyed. Oh, well, I'm You're not kidding. kidding. It was not. I'm fine. not kidding about the planes. Planes being fun, was grueling. But I was I was really I should have let it linger longer. I didn't. So that's on me. Planes was uh, very fun. It is actually grueling. So we didn't even get it that bad. We could have gotten uh, like eight to ten hour uh, or uh, game days. It was just eight games. We never really got beyond that. But I do really think that Planes, uh, as I mentioned uh, when we were talking previously, is a very underappreciated part of Worlds. Not just from a, from a viewer perspective, because, you know, most people only care about their own teams. I say this only caring about LCK teams, uh, so I, I, kind of, I, I kind of get it. But also from a talent perspective, um, it is really hard because Planes is both the least appreciated as well as the hardest in terms of prep from a broadcasting yeah, perspective. Yeah, Emily was talking about that today too. Well, Emily doesn't count cuz Emily is a is a is a is a, is a machine human, is a yeah, as a I don't know, the peak form of humanity in League of Legends, so um her saying that is is still true, but also she actually is one of the people that is absurdly knowledgeable about every um every uh, region in my opinion but for me for example uh, i had to prep a lot because i have not watched a any league at all about uh for, for like the last year except okay. korean league yeah so, you were about to say any league and i was like that's very impressive well i mean you've I, been I, casting the lck yeah while not even watching it yeah, well, I mean, I could have tried with yeah. some of the gameplay in yeah. the LCK, but generally, gotcha. yeah, that doesn't really doesn't really work. Oh, I just missed a call. Oops. Uh, okay, so we're we're coordinating so many things ahead of uh, the departure tomorrow. Okay, um, what else? Okay, so you did plans. You mentioned that you uh, the games only went up to eight. However, well, day one. there was day one, yeah. which was insane uh, because of the amount of, yeah. of delays and pauses and all that stuff. 
Um, how did you suffer through that? Because in uh, the crazy thing, and I'm not going to flame, you know, Riot for this, but the crazy thing is that uh, RNG and who was it that they played that went on that like that last match? DRX. DRX. Yeah. They started after midnight. Yeah. In Mexico City. That is crazy. Yeah, I, I think the worst part of that was that everyone that tested positive the next day so they got a bad i don't know what happened uh practically but clearly something went very very the, wrong the there. rumor was what well, i will say because i don't want to put you in the position of having to say it the rumor was that something went very strange with the testing and like 70 people or something like that all tested positive and so it was a huge issue then they all tested negative later yeah. on so yeah, yeah. Th i mean that's that's uh that's the only i don't know what the, the the specifics of that were but clearly that was the case yeah um i'm trying to remember who was on that desk because i'd imagine it was jet uh yeah it was jet lyric and dash actually i do remember because they did the the hop and skip um, oh yes yes those, those days are absurd uh, from a viewer perspective they're like quite really boring because nothing is happening from a casting and like broadcast perspective they're they're just the worst yeah well i was i was thinking i feel like it would behoove the uh the world's broadcast team or just all broadcast teams to have like a bunch of breaking case of emergency videos and stuff like that to play well idea in a perfect world where you have uh have the resources then yeah yeah you would but generally in my experience um that is something that is very far down the list of priorities yes. well there's a great uh repository on youtube called youtube.com slash travis gafford that i think they should just they should just have just playlist. have that up yeah. all of surprise test just play mm. all of surprise test uh and that that would be fine I, i'll let them know next time that and when break is of an emergency they can do that so you should let them know yes uh but <laughs> at least to give you guys a bit of a break I mean, I, I, it's just I, I didn't work. If, if I had worked that day, I would have actually, I, I don't know what would have happened. But it would have I broken was, down. Yeah, because I was, if you felt my dad, uh, my jet lag on like my second day of Amber's desk was bad, which yeah. it was, I, I basically didn't exist on day one. And uh, even my uh, second day, which was day four, was still very easy. Yeah. Um, I feel like today's the first day where I can actually use my brain even remotely, which isn't isn't that great <laughs> i feel <laughs> i feel a little guilty having you on the show given all this but i also feel like i'm helping you with your jet lag uh because I've, i'm forcing you to stay awake and conscious i mean i, I you don't really have responsibility for me saying yes right yeah like, i could just, just said no yes so but still you have to feel bad you know i, I feel <laughs> bad at times it's all right uh okay so uh other than that maybe we can get into one of our first callers because Mark is still not here. Oh my god! Um, and he should, but he should be popping up any second. But I'm tired of having to fill. So why don't we? Why don't we do that? Okay. I never do this, but we are going to try to pull somebody from the room. Who who had like a good take that I can? You know what? We're gonna we're gonna give Mark two more minutes. I'm too yeah, scared. It's to like it. it's like this. He he handles well. Normally, what happens is he goes from the start. Uh, or he goes from our room into the waiting room, checks audio, makes sure that the people are not insane, and then he, you know, has a whole conversation with them, and then pulls them in. I'm a little, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about it's doing a little it. Intimidating. 
Yes. Yeah. Understandably. Uh, so yes, when will Mark get here? So Mark, if if you're tuning in now, we have exactly a thousand viewers at the, right at the moment. If you're tuning in now, uh, Mark is wrapping up the dive. He's in his vehicle and he is on the way. I think he should be getting into his apartment right now. So he will be joining the Discord, and we'll suddenly hear his voice boom through, and everything will be good. Everything but, will be all right. Yeah. How here? Let me ask you this: How do you think is LCK the final boss at this year's Worlds? Is it LPL? Is LCK? If you had to expect, okay, we've got historic performance from LCK. Do you think they will overperform? They'll hit their previous bar, or they'll underperform this year, given everything that you've watched of them. That depends who you ask, because well, I think I'm we're asking you. Well, yeah, well. Uh, it depends who you ask regardless because with expectation setting the popular opinion i'd say is that there are three teams that are expected to win worlds which are genji jdg and top right those are the kind of the, the the run of the mill yeah um i personally think that between lck and lpl it's fairly interchangeable i think lck teams are a lot more stable but uh, lpl teams have shown that they are their peaks generally are a little higher uh, my main take, which I, I did on the broadcast as well, is that I think the gap between the West and, or I don't really like the West-East thing, between LCK and LPL and every other region is very, very big. Okay. And I have predicted uh, every single Eastern team to make it out. Okay. Of, uh, or so we again, have full... LCK, LPL. So it's, it's four LPL teams, it's four LCK teams. In the For quarters. final... My dream is uh, Genji Dumbon. That's my dream final. What yeah. it will probably end up being is an LCK team and LPL team. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't see a double LPL finals. I don't see a double LCK finals. Because um, I think that the strongest part about the LPL and, and the biggest edge they have over the LCK, even the LCK teams have been diversifying a little bit more is that they have a very distinct style so every lpl team plays a specific style and if that style is good the team performs well and i don't i just don't see every lpl team being good like i just i, I don't think it ever happens i think yeah there's always a fluke yeah and sometimes and, it's even their first seed that like and, well you know, yeah i mean obviously fpx is the easiest example but i just think it's like stylistically that is just always bound to happen not not to because fpx was like a historical collapse yeah but to a certain extent just like drop out in quarters or like just have a pretty subpar semis i think um i would really be shocked if it's double double lpl final yeah i okay. I, I think lpl ck is, is by far the most likely um i just really would like not to lose uh, a fifth game in a best of five for four times in a row three mm. times was enough and it's made me very sad um, okay i would just like to win please are you Which, are you yeah. going to stick around for like i know you're not working uh semis but is there any chance you're going to try to attend finals uh oh no absolutely not i'll be okay. going back uh i don't i don't even know if i'm allowed to like because uh, my visa is a work visa uh, so I, I don't know if i'm uh you could probably go to canada and then re-enter as a visitor maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh i i i i will go home and uh catch the finals on a Actually, the time zone is, is pretty all right because I've done last year, I've done the uh, 10, 10 p.m. to like six in the morning schedule. Yeah. When I was doing World's on MSI remotely from my bedroom or well, living room, 
that was horrible yeah. never again uh, but then this msi like last msi even though the tournament was in busan i had to fly to berlin which was great really enjoyed that and then the call times were like between 5 and 7 a.m yeah. that's actually way better yeah. that that's that's pretty manageable oh. like i don't love it but oh hello it's not too bad mark zimmerman hello I'm welcome here. welcome here. to the party I'm doing it we made it all right mark how is life miserable, miserable. oh you're you're echoing i'm, I'm echoing. echoing i i don't think you muted skype Skype's doing its classic. You're not muted, even though yeah, you yeah. are. Yes. Uh, I assume you don't have your camera turned on. Uh, no, I just have to get the cable connected better. There we go. There we go. Okay. Hello. Hello. Um, are you able to see us okay? Yep. I can see you guys yeah. doing the double camera setup. Looking have you ever good. met Chronicler? Uh, Chronicler before? He's a, a Never, personality no. within the League of Legends no. space. Definitely didn't see him an hour and a half ago. Okay. Very yeah. good. I told I read him the message that you sent about the dive getting delayed because they wouldn't wrap up the post show. So um, we're I've I've tried to instill some level of hostility between the two of you to make this an extra spicy show. It's a good call. No, yes. no, I was only mad at Quick Shot. Oh, okay. It's very, okay. It's very easy to 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 make me uh, hateful. So you don't have to put <laughs> a lot of effort there. Yes. Okay. Well, really quickly, Mark, I've already pulled folks into the waiting room, so we should be good to go. But just to get you uh, acclimated into the show he was scared how was play-ins for you this <laughs> this past week uh it was pretty good i think they were a lot of fun there were some upsets but at the end of the day nature uh healed and eu beat na three over four for the seeds Wait. uh rng one you know everything uh, went according to plan okay very good all right I, you said EU beat NA. I believe you meant NA beat Did EU. I? Yes. That's going to be how this whole episode is. Yeah. You and Chronicler are... I'm going to have to carry this. That's what I'm realizing. Chronicler was yeah. talking about how he's jet lagged. So it's going to mm. be great. Uh, but I think we've done enough back and forth. So why don't we hop into the first call if you want to go grab somebody. Uh, do you? Can you write me a list in Skype of who the order should be? Who's the first person I should grab? Just YOLO it. Okay, off he goes. Thank you to <laughs> his thing. Uh, thank you to Gangsta uh, Cardic uh, Aerohydris for two years. No, one year. Two years. Two years plus. Uh, the Bauer and Kethius for the subs. Really appreciate everybody. Uh, who is the guy in the top right? That's Mark Zimmerman. Uh, he's a, a guy who works on the broadcast. Yeah, no, his hair actually looks managed today because he had to go do the broadcast and they figured stuff out for him so all right delfino is here delfino where are you calling from um i'm in orlando florida right now orlando florida and you're a little quiet if you can get a little closer to your microphone i've turned you up a bunch but uh what do you want to talk about on the show um i wanted to talk about player branding especially when it comes to champions queue Sorry, um, one more time. To, uh, what with regards to Champions Cube? Player branding. Player branding. Okay. Uh, and what specifically about player branding in Champions Cube? Um, I think, um, I think players who aren't streaming Champions Cube at least semi regularly are shooting themselves in the foot because 
I've seen streams go from like 50 viewers to like 500, 600, 700 just because of one game. And then like you retain maybe 25 of those viewers and then your stream just gets bigger. Gotcha. I mean, so it's like, it seems like the freest thing for me. So for you, you're looking and you're like, why are there these players? And when you say players, I assume you mean like LCS players or some of the other world's players that are in, in the North America and playing on Champions Q. Mostly North American players because I know like the setups for maybe the, the players that are traveling and stuff for Worlds aren't ideal and it's hard to stream inside a scrim room and stuff. But like, I mean, some of the academy players and the LCS players that aren't at Worlds. Okay. So what about Jojo Pyun? Not Jojo Pyun, even though he's at Worlds? Because I know that's the big movement right now is to try to get Jojo Pyun to stream. Yeah. Uh, well... The thing, the thing with the JoJo Pian stream is that in an EG Files episode, he said he would stream if they won, and he never ended up streaming. And because he's been like he's been playing interesting games in Champions Cube, people want him to stream regardless of the world setup. Gotcha. Okay, so he's the exception because he's made a promise that he's not willing to keep. Yes. Okay. So let's turn this into yeah maybe a broader conversation I guess about Champions Cube and streaming and. Um, how how it's been going because I think everybody knew that Champions Q was going to feel spicy whenever all the players got over here and we had all the world's players in in at here, but I don't think anybody expected just how crazy it would get. And yeah, I do agree that it's a bit of a missed opportunity uh, to not be streaming it. Mark, what I know I've seen you tweeting a ton about Champions Q and how much you've been enjoying it. So what uh, what has been your thoughts on Champions Q so far? I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying the the casters and mid beasts and everyone uh, streaming them. There is not a ton of uh, there's been a fair amount of muting of the comms, which I think was disappointing after the first night of T1, where you know like owner and Zeus and everyone was popping off, and I thought that was going to kind of become the standard. Um, but since then, there's been a bit less just like playfulness of the comms. Uh, it feels like a lot of people are taking it pretty seriously and just kind of muting and trying and. You know, the games get pretty troll, but it's, it's been really cool. Overall, though, I, I definitely agree with the caller. Like, uh, feels like a missed opportunity for some people. Like, Spica wasn't streaming his 29 bomb game. Like, that came from Brant's, actually. Um, that, like, most people were watching that stream from, I think. So, I, I think uh, people could be streaming a little bit more. How about you, Chronicler? Should yeah, Faker I've... be streaming all of this? He's sitting in there. Well, I mean, obviously, he doesn't have to. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't think any established player really gets a lot out of it. I'd also argue that for uh, non-English speaking players, unless you have an interest in a career in an English speaking country, I think. And who shouldn't feels... want that? Sorry? And who shouldn't want that? Well, I mean, I'm not going to go in that discussion. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, that the uh, added b uh, benefit of, of, of streaming might not outweigh it, but if you are either a, a collegiate player or uh someone that isn't necessarily someone with a huge following yeah i horribly agree yeah i think you can single-handedly kickstart like jumpstart a career off of streaming like uh, Kedro, i think is the best example who did a really good job last year i think it was at msi or or maybe it with uh, at worlds where he was the front runner and his stream went from a couple of thousand viewers to like 20k yeah right and obviously that's someone who's already established but it serves more as an uh, example of how quickly you can turn that into, I think, a lot more. And if you're a player, you have like one pop-off game 
um yeah i think it can really help you because i think in the long run if you can build a personal brand it's always better than just being a player because it's so risky what are our general thoughts on champions Q as a whole because i think it's been really crazy to see again just how big it's become and it feels like this awesome extra thing on top of worlds it's like the dessert or the appetizer whenever the broadcast isn't on you get to go watch your favorite players like kind of just play these more casual games against each other i i hope that this is something that continues on beyond worlds in north america and i don't know how that would work for like if these other regions decide not to bring champions q in like i've been i interviewed some of the t1 players and they're like hey you know i don't know if we need champions q like it's kind of a cool thing over here because all the world's players are here but so i i'm just curious if like this is our flash in the pan moment we're gonna have to wait till the next international event in north america to get it again i don't know to what extent it's better than uh provided obviously in solo queue the game quality on average might be slightly worse but if you look at korean solo queue there's also an added benefit of having a ton of extra of other good players who might not make it to worlds um because there's plenty of lck and lpl players who are still worlds quality um although i guess they would also get access to, to champs queue but from a from a ping and from a uh specifically care perspective i can see why they wouldn't really care because that's pretty much the high korean solo queue experience already yeah. but in the context yeah i think this is this, a really like in it. some sense a flat oh sorry go ahead mark <laughs> oh sorry my bad i uh, i was gonna say i think for me it definitely is a bit of a flash in the pan which even more to the caller's point you should take advantage of it now because um champions queue will of course return it'll of course always be like relatively popular um like people like yukino cat have made a bit of a career it feels like with champions queue um obviously already a talented player who would maybe have a pro career but maybe got jump started here but like this is the optimal time to be capitalizing on that and you will be at best four years before you get to do it again yeah i i think that's kind of a bummer i wish that they'd bring the server out to other regions and then because i think part of the fun is just the likelihood that you end up with what we've seen all these crazy uh, situations well there was it was like all of g2 and then who was the top later? It was like all of G2 except for Broken Blade. Who was it? Uh, oh, Someday, Delfino, you say? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just super fun. And that's not going to happen in a normal environment. And so uh, that's, I guess it's a little why it's a bit of a heartbreaker is because I feel like this has been such a fun sort of sideshow to Worlds and something that feels like it's elevating the moment. And so I'm bummed that, like, this will likely just be a North American only type thing. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Delfino, thank you so much for the call, though. Anything you want to shout out before we uh, take a quick break? Um, I want to shout out um, Numi and Elaine and also my favorite Champions Key streamer, Busio. Busio? Nice. Mm -hmm. And I will shout out for you uh, the, the fact that um, <laughs> you guys have a podcast as well, uh, which is the Naemen. Is that how you pronounce it? Delfino? It's like N-A men. N-A men. Okay. And so it's the uh, the LCS uh, fan cast. And you, I, I listened this past week and you guys were uh, discussing uh, your tournament bracket for who was the hottest pro player in the LCS. So yes. very good different con content. Good content. Yeah. No, it's very yeah. different content than what LCS normally gets. I feel like it's probably more the type of content that LCK gets. So people should go check it out because I think it's... Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, and amen. Okay, thank you, Delfino, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. All right. 
Uh, we're going to take a quick break to talk about Alienware. Alienware sponsors so much of what we do here at uh, Travis Gafford Industries. We're doing all this off of Alienware computers, and it's been fantastic to have them be a partner. They've got amazing new monitors that you can go check out over at Alienware.com slash Travis. If you do purchase something, please use that link. It's very helpful because uh, those purchases help go to supporting the uh, the business of covering League of Legends esports. Uh, so thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. We're going to be taking their, um, I'm going to have my X17. I think Mark will probably be taking his as well. I might even also take my X14 with me to uh, Worlds. Just go crazy. Have multiple Alienware notebooks with me. Uh, so either way, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring. You can find the link in the description if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify or another podcast platform, go check out that link over on the YouTube side. It really helps us out. So thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Mark is off to grab the next caller. He's he's full of energy and vigor as he goes to do that. Uh, thank you to uh, some folks who subbed. We've got uh, Zala, I Love Kafefe, uh, Boater Michael, Brandon Brown, uh, who I think for some reason says sub twice, and then Jimbo. Thank you for the subs. We've got I Miss Infinite Crisis here. I Miss Infinite Crisis. Where are you calling from? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. Are you headed to any of the world's uh, events? Uh, yeah, I'm going um, for quarters in New York. That's why I was like kind of bummed. Uh, I'm going on the weekend. I'm not going to be able to make the live show. Well, that's your own fault. Be committed. Unlucky. Anyway, what do you want to <laughs> what what do you, you want to talk about on the show? Um, so I think fourth seeds are kind of mid, right? Um, I don't think that it makes for more enjoyable content as far as watching. I think it excludes minor regions. Uh, you know, not that they generally do well, but you know, we have higher chances that they'll actually make it in if we don't have to worry about, um, you know, just in this case, the European fourth seed, the Chinese fourth seed, the Korean fourth seed taking up spots. Um, you know, some people might argue that uh, better teams, you know, in the tournament make for it more interesting. But I think if we want to actually increase viewership overall across the world, we want to try to include as many people as we possibly can. And so I think that getting rid of fourth seeds uh, would be beneficial for that. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. If you, if you want to increase viewership and you don't include China in plans, you're not increasing viewership. Uh, that's so I think fair. That's Give China a fourth seed. Everybody else, no. Okay, okay. So China gets the fourth seed. Nobody else does. Wasn't that a thing at one point in time? I think there might yeah. have been a year where that was But it was that. just because uh, of No, the... I actually, I, I went on Leaguepedia and so... The first time we had fourth seeds was Europe and China, and then it was twenty twenty China every year. Gotcha. After. Okay, that was the first Mad Lions flop. Now they've got two of them in the record books. <laughs> uh, well, Chronicler, right. how important is it for you that DRX is here? From a storyline perspective, it's it's great because, especially considering that this is the second time or second year in a row that Deft has made a run. Uh, this time he was sixth. Last time he was eighth in the LCK and Deft is one of the most universally beloved players we have. I do actually agree that from a purely like storyline um, and entertainment value, having four seats sucks because as much as I love DRX, watching them dunk, watching like Deft, who's one of the best players of all time, like dunk on minor regions, it's just not entertaining. And like RNG dropped one game to DRX and one game which was 
one of the biggest upsets i'd say in, in uh of, of the entire playing stage and that was it so if you want the best tournament i think you need the fourth seeds but eventually it just turn into like top six lpl top six lck and that's just it and i don't think that's really engaging to watch um so yeah i wouldn't mind if the fourth seeds get axed i think that world should be about having different regions fight one another and if you want the most competitive worlds that you can possibly get there's a lot of other changes that i would make previous to that yeah well I, we, like... <laughs> we have a lot of everybody has a lot of opinions on format yeah. I, think, so. um, I mean okay oh, go, go ahead mark well so i guess I, I was about to say do you have like a format take or anything like that um, um it's oh. real complex oh no, 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 sorry. Did, 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 sorry. Did i think that's have another caller it, it sorry if it's a crisis i think uh mark was asking i don't think i pulled a format take because i think i was considering the fact that we talked a lot about format previously but um yeah well so like i i agree that like fourth seeds in the current situation don't really feel good um in a lot of ways but they do increase viewership objectively this is yeah. more watch than they have been in the past but at this point, you already have major regions playing in play-ins, whereas before the whole point of play-ins was to grab the best of the emerging region teams and stick them in worlds. Now it's like, well, they have to try and upset a major region team to even make worlds. I've got a really fucking crazy idea. Um, what if we just started worlds, just delete play-ins and start worlds? Right now, you spend six days with eight game days and double best of fives to slam through play-ins into another group stage that's eight days of broadcast. Just fucking put four groups of six, because there's 12 and 12, right? So you just do the playing teams, put them into four groups of six, play a single round robin best of five, like we just, or uh, best of one, excuse me, like we just did for here, except instead of two groups of six, it's four groups of six. Then grab the top four teams from each group or whatever you want to do into a bigger bracket or a double elimp bracket or like fucking whatever. But if you care about viewership, just start the fucking tournament instead of doing this. I, I I am so done with, with playing, personally. Like, if you care about viewership, which is a fair thing to do, just just start the tournament. Why do we have to have play-ins? Because right now we spend 14 broadcast days through play-ins and groups. You can do single round robin, best of ones, four groups of six in 60 games. That's 10 days of broadcast in six games a day. You can speed it up if you want and do eight and eight again, and then you'll have some uh, spare days left over after... Uh, eight days you'll have uh, only four games on the final day but like why do we devote so much tournament time to like what is objectively not the most entertaining part but we still have major regions and viewership concerns just just play all right just i've been informed i did pull a format take so we'll we'll say oh we'll pause God. mark's rant for now uh, uh i make a comment before we pause yes uh, I just like yeah. I mean, I think um, the whole point of play-ins is to give your smaller regions, uh, you know, a, a perceived chance at actually making it into the main event without any guarantee or any real thought that they'll actually make it. I think that your proposition to just throw everybody into the group stage and start there would be immediately more entertaining, but maybe feel a little bit worse because then we're back to what Chronicler was talking about, which is you know, DRX, T1, and Damwon dunking on... Uh, no, the, the problem is right now is that those teams play four opponents that they can easily beat. Whereas if you do it right. this way, there's two play-in teams joining each group right now with the other major regions filling out the rest of it. So there'd only be two emerging region teams in each group. 
and they can play each other to feel good. But from what I've seen from both the community and the teams, the conversation is that they want to be playing the major regions. Like Brazil right. doesn't just want to play Osh. They do want to play Dom Juan, for example, you know? Um, okay, so if they're what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so with this system, you would have just two emerging region teams in each group and they get to play the major region teams. But then all the major region teams are also playing each other. So it's a... Uh, for chroniclers concern about you know you're just watching drx slam people well they only get they only do that twice in theory then and then it's it's more competent opponents otherwise i mean we with the is there any concern that we end up in the msi situation where i feel like a lot of people feel like it's not fun the msi situation is not fun because you've you've got a ton of like those minor region teams getting slammed by damwon etc i think well, the solution I is to add more minor region teams to msi so get the top two seeds from all the minor regions for MSI and just have the first All right, seed. we are. We are going down a rabbit hole of fixing MSI schedule here. All I'm saying is if you do what I'm suggesting, you actually get less games from people getting slammed overall because you're just also getting good games spread out in between them. It's it's It works yeah. out, trust me. I, I really like uh, I really like Mark's take. I feel like MSI is way way further from saving because that tournament has like a lot of other stuff going on. But for Worlds, I actually I kind of agree. I think that kind of diluting it would both serve the purpose of propping or not propping up, but like giving more experience to minor regions while also not having the schedule that we have now for play-ins because it's a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, thank you so much, Infinite Crisis, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Uh, yeah, California Calmax is better than Texmax. I just just want to put that out there for Chronicler. I, mean, I agree with also, that. That's I easy. I shouted out my podcast last time, and we got twenty five more viewers. So thank you, Travis. Very good. Yeah, this is just the podcast platform where we shout out other podcasts. Thank you so much, yeah. Infinite Crisis. We'll catch Have you next company. time. Love you all. Yeah. All right, Mark is off to grab the next caller. That he doesn't know which one it'll be because uh, I had to call or I had to pull them. Okay, Dasher seven seven seven. Thank you for the prime, as well as uh, Bubba Stabs. Thank you for the prime as well. Stock man, so many amazing names um, that we get. Okay, yeah. EV fighting is here for the other half of the format take. I I now understand why I didn't think format take because it's it's your it's we talked about the group stage and the playing stage. Now you're going to help us out with the other part. EV fighting, where are you calling from? I am calling from Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. That's right. Yeah. What do you want to talk about on the show? Well, uh, so I want to talk about how we finally got a best of five between NA and EU, and they're relatively competitive teams. We got to see an actually interesting matchup between two fairly comparable strength team seeds, and I think it's something World has been missing for a Wait, long time. Wait, are we talking about the same two teams? It sounds like you said they were competitive and that they were fairly equal oh, strength, but it did in not theory. seem to me like they were fairly equal or fairly competitive. Well, that's fair. Going into it, that would have been the theory. And so we got to see an interesting result, right? But uh, I was, it was an expected year? result, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn, man. Okay. Every year, um, whenever we're waiting for worlds i was always just hoping to see an na team make it out of groups so we can see them play an actual best of five because it's so much more satisfying to see your team defeated in a best of five where you know another team fully proved they were better than them than to have them fall out in groups i think groups is not at all 
a satisfying system, especially considering the top heaviness of the of the uh, regions. We just need to find a way to do away with groups and have best of series all the way through. Okay. I would rather see my team go out in six games of so best you don't, of fives or eight. You don't games want of best any groups. EV5. I don't want any groups. I you think just want everyone immediately are... see get seated into a giant best of five bracket. Yeah, I think then that also solves the issue of play-ins because then, and not necessarily best of five. Parts of it could be best of three if there's double elimination with it sure. as well, because play-ins would essentially be teams that don't get buys deeper into the tournament, and then you would have a decent best of five system where depending on what seed you are for what region, you start at some point in the tournament and you get to see actually intriguing matchups. We would get to see probably an NA EU series every year. We would see the NA versus Vietnam sure. and Brazil yeah, yeah, and whatnot yeah. series. So we just we get yeah. to see a lot more of these series that you like. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure everyone likes it. Yeah. How, did you care at all about the fact that it was an NAEU match? Like you're you're the unbiased person, presumably. Well, um, he is European, so yeah, you know. I know. Well, but I don't. How much is your allegiance there? I feel well, like... I mean, I've I've I've, I've been, I, I so to give the full background. I got into esports through StarCraft two, and then I became an LC LCK uh, fan in season three, and I've okay. probably watched like I don't know twenty hours of non like european league of legends in the 10 years i lived so i'm like i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not invested i'm not european uh i don't really care about the ao versus na rivalry um what i did care about and why i really did like today's match is things like um peter dunn taking on mac and castro like, i think that's really cool um or the fact that Volk like I, I i i the region stuff just doesn't really do it for me uh, I really like the, today's matchup because of the historical uh, implications and because I really like EG. Yeah. Uh, I think swapping to exclusively best of threes or best of fives if the West keeps their current setup is a, an absolute disaster because they will just get immediately knocked out mm -hmm. and it will just be Korean and Chinese teams. And I don't think it'll be super fun. Uh, I think that having best of ones as much as people love to dunk on them for entertainment value is actually very good because there's just a lot more that can happen they should just they should not just uh just not be the deciding factor for um for for actually making a deep run right? okay uh i i kind of agree with chronicler i feel like i understand the hate on best of ones um, especially maybe in like a longer season. I also know that the groups have had their problems in terms of seating or, you know, like fairness in the groups. Um, but I do think it is exciting when an upset happens. Whereas like, you know, obviously DFM taking down RNG for game one here caused a lot of excitement. It was really cool, but like in terms of impact on the tournament, um, it doesn't really exist. Whereas like you can kaboom someone in a best of one. And that sucks for EU, but like it does create higher stakes in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, uh, you know, you do want to have some volatility somewhat in the tournament. I mean, you don't want to have a tournament favorite go out necessarily, but like, uh, I, I think that they also help with scheduling in terms of making an entertaining broadcast of getting a bunch of teams in front of people's eyes. Whereas if you do best of fives, you 
should really only be doing one a day. We did two, but you know, that was, it's tough to expect fans to sit around for eight to 10 hours. Um, and for best of ones, it's a little easier to cycle through teams and get everyone a chance in front of, get in front of fans and, and do something cool and exciting. So I do think there are some upsides. I also, from the caller, I mean, the, the number one thing you have to do when you suggest a format is like explain how it is actually going to work with a realistic broadcast, uh, which is something that I don't know if, even if you do best of threes and you're doing double best of threes, like how are you going to get through enough games in a reasonable amount of time with 24 teams in a tournament? Two broadcasts. Dota does it. No, no. Do you, you want dual stream? Yeah, yeah. That's, That's how Dota, Dota does, does. It. You hide, you hide your crap on the second stream. I mean, it's it's. I'm I'm not advocating for this. Dota but that does is how stage, other. By the way, that is how other esports have done it. So, um, Dota does group stage, and I I personally don't like second broadcasts. Um, inevitably, people just watch between the two. What's probably the better game? Um, sometimes you get some nice timing where like one game ends and the other one's going on. You can hop over or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the, uh, I like group stage. I think the problem with group stage for me has always been, it feels so fucking bad whenever we go like three and three in group stage and then lose the tiebreaker <laughs> after going like one and one with Europe just, or something like that. Just you know? win more. I just know, I know, I know. Better. Yeah. But it feels bad when there's such a tiny little slip, right? Like it, it, I don't know. It feels no, I, bad. I, I get it. I get it. I know that on the Korean side, you're not ever worried about this because you guys are usually exiting at first or something. I mean, maybe DRX drops out of groups this year. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be shocking. They shouldn't get out of groups. Yeah. Well, regardless, Ooh. we will see how That's things a spicy go. take, isn't it? That's not really. Spicy have, take. You see, have you seen their top side? They were they were they were not good in the LCK. Um, and they I beat think Rogue, Rogue. MSI champs. Yeah, he's saying all this, but his prediction before you got here, Mark, was that all four LCK and all four LPL teams make yeah. it out of groups. So. Well, I, I, I'm not saying it's not going to happen because Deft has an uncanny ability to make it to quarters. But like, I don't think a team with as much issues as DRX should make it out of that group. I think yeah. Rogue should boom him. But every EU pundit I talk to has zero faith in Rogue. So what do I know? Well... It's our, I love it. I love it when you have two pundits from different regions that both have zero faith in their teams. And so you're <laughs> like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know if my team could get out. I don't know if Rogue could get Anyway. All right. Uh, so thank you so much to EV Fighting for the call. We will catch you next time. But anything you want to shout out first? Yeah. I just want to say that uh, just a quick question to everyone. Have you ever been hungry for an NAEU best of five for the past three years? Are you tired of the Riot global team failing to deliver? If you're like me, you feel like Riot's left you standing on the corner, waiting for an order that'll be cold, an hour late, and not what you wanted in the first place. Thankfully, this can be a thing of the past with the Grubhub guarantee. If there is something wrong with your order, they will make it right immediately. While some competitors may just promise to look into it in a press conference and leave it there. You can try Grubhub today by connecting with your Amazon Prime account and get a free year. All right, that's all I gotta say. Do you, I, I honestly am trying to think if your voice is like one that I've heard in an agency call or something like that before. It's actually very impressive. Uh, either way, thank you so much for the call. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, all right. Hope to see you in San Francisco. Thank you. Bye. Can somebody clip that for me so that I can send that uh, to <laughs> a sponsor? Um, it, I won't say which one. Co coming from uh, fr from Europe, American 
commercialism is such a weird thing. Like, I know this was jo done jokingly, but just... Like, uh, so so from an outsider, like, I land in Just so LA. you know, you're on a show that's sponsored by... No, I know. I, yeah, I, I, no, no, I just want to... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to... Go ahead. It's not the existence of it. It's the smoothness with which uh, it's in, put into everything. Oh, yes, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a very different form of, of advertisement than we have in EU. Yeah. Uh, and I'm obviously Korea has a little bit of a, of a how how do they about. do it how okay so like this is a great topic because um, it, a lot of the European fans come into the subreddit yeah and they're like oh my god watching NA K Kona they're just like Red Bull this and Grubhub that blah 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 and like we never get this at our sports so what is the how is this stuff handled in EU sports. It's it's just uh, and uh, no, I'm I'm not making any com uh, Korean advertising is crazy and is super like in your face. Um, I, I'm I'm not talking about Korea. I just don't get that as much because I don't speak Korean, right? Sure. So I I kind of dodge those. So it's not even the the existence of them because as far as I can tell, like LEC has a ton of sponsor activations as well. It's just the how much they're repeated and how shameless it is coming from a country where like there is very strict regulations regarding uh how you can ethically uh, advertise yourself if you're like a, a lawyer or a um or, or a doctor or anything and you just come into an a and literally the first thing i see is a is a humongous billboard of Sweet like james we have a free year win streak injury lawyers get us now yeah, and i'm just yeah. like this is a very this is a very serious topic. Yeah, have you watched like, Better Call Saul? I haven't, but it's, I mean, uh, no, I very relevant. Well, uh, I mean, the case in point is just it's it's a very different style, um, and 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 it's just I I can't really put in. I normally I would be able to put it into words, but right now I can't. So I don't no, know why. No, I, I, I don't know why I took this on. This was a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Wait, doing the show? I, no, you're great. I love it. It is very fun because I am often. Like, I don't know. There's definitely been episodes where, like, the guest and Mark have had to carry me. So I am very happy to be the one getting to carry the guest and Mark. It's been very good. Okay. I love uh, when I watch the LPL and the colonel comes up with his stats to feed me chicken wing stats. Um, that's always a good time. Love the LPL. <laughs> the, or the, uh, my the, the AR vehicles that they'll put in the middle of the stage. Okay. Or when uh, they have everyone on stage of like in cars and whatnot driving around on their stages. Yeah. Mark, you want to grab the next caller? Sure. Off off he goes. Uh, no, that we have so many uh, lawyer uh, billboards and stuff like that. It's, so it's, it's very funny. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen an advert. And I, I, I have, I like, I studied law. Yeah. I've literally in my entire life in the Netherlands seen like maybe free advertisements yeah. and they'd be like in newspapers have you seen any of the she hulk ads uh i have yeah 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 they're they're very fun if for folks that uh don't live in a area where they're doing these because i don't know if they're doing it outside of la because the show yeah, takes place in la but yeah they've done like she hulk lawyer ads for, for the show the same style yeah. yeah yeah which is very fun um <laughs> it's it's very cool to see those around la okay is it taco or taco who has has joined us right now it's Taco. Taco. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, from Japan. From Japan. Oh, hey -o. We love uh, getting international callers. Uh, what did you watch the games today? 
I did, yeah. Luckily, the uh, the DSM games were later, so I was able to catch those. Nice. I for, I forget. I don't think your take is about DFM, though, is it? It's it's pretty uh, related to it, but okay. it's about planes in general. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my take is that despite the presence of so many major regions, uh, this has been the best planes that we've ever had. Why? So, uh, well, to be honest, it's not a very high bar, you know, because you know, <laughs> okay, we kind of oh, forget man. about it. Yeah. But uh, there was a lot more hype moments this time around, I think. Um, at least I can't really remember any of that Trump this year. So we have like the DFM hype and DFM being EG, being loud, and then taking the game off of RNG, uh, you know, DFM fan here. Uh, and then Allowed also had a, a super cool story, being a super young org, and then uh, in their first year tying EG, and, you know, we had all those tiebreakers. And then we also had a NA greater than EU moment, so that yeah, was pretty great. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's a fair question, which is, have there been any... So the problem for me is plans are usually just so non-memorable that I would try to think back to previous plans, and I'm like, I don't remember much of those a year later. And I wonder if the only thing I will remember from this one is NA ejecting Mad Lions. Um, so I don't, I'm trying to, to decide about it. I don't know. Mark, how about you? What do you think? Do you, was this a very good plans or the, the best we've had so far? It was, it was really good. Recency bias makes me like tend to kind of agree, but I think like 20, uh 17 when hka lost was pretty cool 2020 when mad lions lost was also pretty crazy um because they lost a super massive in the first best of five it would have been like them losing to saigon for example here um and then you know that was also the year that lgd was terrible through the the bracket oh, stage I think God, they like, yeah. like one four or something but then they they crushed that and still made groups and they went and contributed to the tsm 06 so like uh i think there have been other very good ones uh i think as an na fan it's very easy to say that this is the best ever because we personally beat eu and it's our first best of five win over them um but taco is a, you know i assume an ljl fan which again this was another good one but like was the dfm one where they beat c9 to make group stage at not better last year for 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 ljl fans it's hard to say since you know i'm talking about plans in general uh, they got out last year, but I don't know if the moments were quite as high. I think beating RNG, uh, you know, giving them their first loss to a minor region was a little more hype than beating C9, to be honest. Fair. Chronicler, how about you? I think for memes, this was a great play-ins. We got the, we <laughs> got the, we got the bot gap. You know, that, that was a highlight moment. That That's going to be used forever like that's every reddit threat for the history like it that's that's gonna that's gonna never go away that was such a good moment. um yeah. that was a really good moment i do think this was really good planes but as was already pointed out uh i i also like how much planes is such a blur as well because there's so much games or there's so many games rather and like most of them kind of blur together very very quickly um i think they were good i think the best I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like, I, maybe, yeah, sure. <laughs> it, 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 if, if it was, it was not by much, it sounds like. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think this was like a, a blowout planes, but I I think with uh, things like, is this the best? It's always going to depend on 
if you're if you're a DFM and an A fan, hell yeah, this was the best. Yeah, like obviously it would be. And I think that uh, in terms of, I really loved the uh, EG Mad Game uh, series because it was very unexpected, and I really like EG. Right, so that was great. Uh, DFM being able to, to to get a win against RNG, I think even if that was a best of one, it would be better because it wasn't a best of five. I don't think we're going to remember it at all. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it would have been better if it was just a single. Um, but that was still a, a great moment, and then making it in the first place was nice. But it, is it like really miles ahead of previous play-ins? I think oh, the yeah. the thing that was nice, like Group A, felt cool with loud and like yeah. potential five-way tiebreaker heading in. They were good, and like Beyond maybe could have done it before they they busted out. But Group B did feel kind of veg, where like a team went undefeated, the team or a team went zero five, a team only got a win against that zero five team. You know, DRX and uh, RNG was the only close game or like good crazy game, I guess, like high quality, and that was on the first day. Group B games were a little snoozer and then in terms of outcome it pretty much went to chalk i know people often shit on na but like i really do think the na3 especially this eu4 maybe there's other eu4s that could have made it closer but um just with the situation with mad lions kind of bustering out towards the end of the season like i, I think e eg were favorites in that i i know the fan vote did not go that way but like yeah, I, well I conversely if you know i don't know if they would have gotten set there's a chance that there's an argument to be made that eg might have been able to secure a second seed if they hadn't been exploding second or first seed if they hadn't been exploding towards the end of na so uh them figuring getting their feet underneath them going into up against mad lines that, that strengthens your argument i guess i guess mark i did really like the amount of like i, I think you mentioned this earlier chronicler the amount of like storylines going in where you had like this summer's LEC MVP versus last yeah. summer's LEC MVP. I thought it was super cool that we had like JoJo versus Niski. JoJo getting like rookie of the split. LA, you know, Niski getting uh, MVP. Like it's there's a lot of very oh like will Mad Lions repeat the yeah the you know major region failing. Like there were so many fun things going into yeah, it was really that good. match. So I think. To your point, maybe as an NA fan, this is like the obvious best plans. To if you were super it, excited, it really about it, hit but... all the marks. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I also think EG is one of the best teams to root for from an NA perspective that you guys have had in years because they're fun to me, and I don't particularly care that much about the region, any or at least any player that isn't from Challengers or Korea. Um, so like, and I love EG. Why like, do you? Okay, hilarious. yeah. Why do you like them so much? Is a, is a bit of a sidebar uh it's a combination of i have always been a very vocal hater of na teams uh not doing anything ever until they're mathematically <laughs> eliminated and then they start like doing stuff what i don't think this yeah is exactly where is this uh, coming from so so I, i'd rather have eg in their ass off and like lose that way than not do anything um I think Jojo's hilarious. I think Inspire is really, really good. Impact kind of speaks for himself, I guess. Yeah. And I thought, especially with the uh, the previous, uh, like, Vulcan and Denny to me, not only from a gameplay perspective, where I really rated them, uh, at least in the context of uh, of the, the, the league domestically, uh, also just a very funny contrast between Vulcan, who's extremely deadpan and, like, just 
kind of a shit poster and then Danny <laughs> being like super straight and like super yeah, yeah. down to earth. I just yeah, I really like the team. I think yeah. JoJo is hilarious. I also talked to Cobby, so maybe that's where my JoJo love comes from. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, you got sold by. I got car sold. I got Cubby. sold by. I. I mean, they're obviously you know they they beat him. Uh, he's Matt taking Lyons, over. So. He's taking over for Tim Seven Houston. Tim went to Hunter T, <laughs> a team that has no North American talent on their main roster, and so you don't hear him talk about North American talent anymore really that much. Yeah. And now Cubby's become like the next the next big cheerleader. I, I, I just I really like AG, and I'm happy that they did well. I like the uh, Mad Lions stuff a lot, and I like their organization a lot, and I like the the overall um the vibe that they have but i don't think this team was good at all and yeah um, i don't think they got properly kicked out as they should i'm so sad uh that niski won't be continuing on because i really like niski and oh he's a great dude yeah. he always pops yeah, in and out sure. of north america every five minutes okay uh taco yeah. thank you so much for the call anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller uh yeah just wanted to say so uh following up on chronicler's point i I'm Japanese, but grew up in the U.S., so I actually follow NA a little bit closer than Belgio. So it was just great for me in general. Yeah, uh, but we're eating good uh, tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it's pretty hype. I, you know, I had the hopium going into game two, but coming out of that, it's just a little sad, but it was yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, and shout-outs. Uh, since being on last time, I actually had a baby. Well, not me, but my wife. So shout-out to my baby and my wife. And then oh. uh, shout-outs to the TGI Tour, too. I'm really excited for that one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun uh, this this Thursday for people who have been paying attention. We'll be doing the show at exactly this time, 48 hours from now. I mean, it's not starting this exact time, but you get the point. Okay. Uh, thank you, Taco, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Off Mark goes to grab the next caller. Thank you to... Uh, naked homeless man for the 56 months. Always great to see you, naked homeless man. So fantastic member of the Travis Gafford Industries community. Yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate the uh, the wealth inequality. It's very in your face here. It's very sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody in LA appreciate. No matter well, where mean, you stand, obviously no one appreciates. Yeah, it, yeah. No matter where you stand on stuff, like everybody's, it's, nobody's happy about yeah. it. Okay. Dinksor is here. Dinksor, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So my topic is that all chat and pro games should be shown on broadcast. Now I'm here to argue why I better see it uh, for group stage. The all chat banter has been funny as heck and, uh, you know, it lets us see the personality in smack talk. And so I have a few... I have a few screenshots of uh, some of the conversations I can say some of them from today's match i don't i don't need you to narrate them but yeah i mean I, if anyone wants you got these from shakaraz slash lowly sports i assume right yeah, yeah yeah and a few other uh a few other people um like the like the dfm versus eg1 you know uh jojo trying to get underneath uh Yaharong skin spamming his name in all chat <laughs> yeah it's and basically he, jojo spam uh you know going with mental warfare i yeah. feel like uh waging mental warfare on his opponents yeah. i say this without a shred of sarcasm i'm pretty sure jojo is the most obnoxious league player ever I love like it. Yeah. I, like <laughs> I, you should have seen the it. lobby dude but heading into game three like he was going so hard at them with trash talk like this is like obviously not quite this bad but like nba level trash talk you know like 
not quite Kevin Garnett, like wishing horrible things upon people, you know, but like the league version of that, uh, in terms of what I've seen in pregame lobbies, just like spamming Niski's, what he thinks Niski's champ pool should be telling them to come gank for him. Cause he's going to get shit on, you know, like it got to the point where impact was like, bro, stop. <laughs> and, and like Arma and impact are having like good natured banter. And like, I don't know, man, Jojo's incredible emote spam in the game. Like he was, he was in their head. They were like mad lions players were talking about muting him. I think at one point El Yoyo responded and was like, you're dumb or something. But like, it was not like a, ha you're dumb. It was like, shut up, you idiot kind of vibe. Like he, he was, he's, he's rent free in people's head. I actually well, think, oh yeah, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. I actually think that uh, that is a, 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 even though I'd hate it personally facing it, I think it's a valid strategy. I don't know why players wouldn't just mute, but I can also imagine as much as I'd love this to be a thing, that you'd have to run the delay on a pretty substantial broadcast just for like the safety of you don't know what they're going to say. I mean, you just find them if they say something bad. like my I, argument I, against this stuff is we put microphones in front of these players all the time. And then like, like there's no, in my mind, yeah. any difference between them typing something like verse, like, especially if you, like, you can't just spring this on them. Right. Like if they yeah, just suddenly start broadcasting everything, but you just tell them beforehand, just so you know, everything you say is going to be on practice. And I feel like a lot of them will probably say bigger things. I'm I'm on board. Whenever yeah. they know okay. whenever good, they know that. Pitch. Yeah. I'm so sold. And, and I think the instantaneous like this is why I don't want the delay, is because I think you want it to be instantaneous. Because if you if somebody uh like wrecks somebody bot lane and then immediately just types X D yeah. and you see that like type pop up right above the scoreboard you know like they figure out the ui so that it feels like it's more integrated that's so much better than like the emote the emote is nice and i'm happy with the emotes but they're easy to kind of ignore as everything is flashing on the screen but like just somebody typing xd or something it's just it's so good and it's so good for the sport right because there's so few moments where you actually see the players interact with each other the only thing that we get that's close to that is when riot does like the features team shit where they're like Hey, so by the way, Niski just said that you're uh, dumb. And then the other player's like, well, he could say that I'm dumb, but he's the dumber. Um, you know, and like, a little, but when you actually have the live interaction between them, it's, it's so good. I'm like, please, like that would actually do so much for the sport in a way where like, we just don't get like in, in other esports, you've got like the players standing up and screaming at each other. I'm not sure we need that. I but, mean, Loud, Loud basically did that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loud, Loud was very animated as well, to be fair. Yeah. But I, 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 am, I am super down yeah, for, I like it. for this stuff. And I do feel like they'll play it up if it's the case. And then here's the final thing. Here's the final thing. They need to make it clear when a player mutes all chat. I want to know which that's, players are running with uh, all chat needed. I, I, that's, and that's I want to know the moment that a player decides to do it. That's nefarious. Holy shit. It's, <laughs> so it, would be, evil. it would be so good. I mean, like, just from an entertainment perspective, I feel like it's actually so, so good. It, it would be. Yeah, I agree. I got, I, no, I mean, I got nothing against it. I, I have a solution. So in case truly are worried about showing, you know, whatever they say in, in the live broadcast, I mean, they already show tweets on, on the broadcast anyways. So just if they say something that's funny, you know, just pop it up on the, on the score screen and let people enjoy it. Cause I think it just would have made the series so much more hype if it was on the broadcast, uh, especially, you know, 
the constant, uh, even Kaori. Uh, I, I don't know anything about the guy. I, I don't know his personality. He's vocal. But yeah, but the, <laughs> this screenshot for Chakra is, uh, sorry if I butchered your name, but he says in all chat, Draven versus Yumi, 3CS, and that game that Jojo Pion played set. Like, <laughs> you know, I had no idea that this guy was like, like banters this way and he's like so vocal. Um, so I would I would really like to see more personality players. Um, and, uh, you know, if that's the case, I, I already do over Twitter. So I, I agree, I I agree that they can do the like the Twitter panel thing. I think that's the budget version of what they should actually do. I want it live. I want it programmed into the UI like they have a bunch of the other stuff programmed in the UI. Um, I I just think like this could be this could be really, really good for the sport and have so many great moments. Also, the last question I'll have for for Mark and Chronicler on this is like, Okay, Chronicle, you said you were worried about stuff being shown on the broadcast. Do you guys ever see stuff in all chat where you're like, good thing that's not going out to the broadcast? I think, Mark, I even in all, maybe this in the lobby, you said you were reading something and you're like, oh, I'm not going to say that on air because I don't know if it's appropriate. It's, it's pretty much just swears because they'll be like, get fucked, but you know, it's like FKED, you know. And okay, all, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so like I'll usually say like, and then he said a word I won't repeat, and you can. I mean, F FKD line. is. I mean, that's sort of self censoring. So I'm almost like I don't even think that that should be a big issue. I, I mean, players say shit on broadcast, and if they're feeling really risky, they'll say fuck. But I also think it could make champ select even more. If you're showing all chat during champ select, I just no, you know can't. I always have to hear these casters just be like, oh maybe they're gonna pick this. I don't know if they're gonna tell pick me, it. Tell oh, me, tell me you don't hungry. play League of Legends without telling me you don't play League of Legends. <laughs> I'm just uh, obviously picket ban is exciting, but I think that no, I some... meant you you cannot type in all chat during champ select, my good sir. <laughs> oh, it's in the lobby. It's in the lobby beforehand that they're doing this, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I was thinking about this. All happens at once. They go to the casters. <laughs> Mark, and then you guys start saying this stuff during this as as you guys are getting into it, and that's why I want it. Good save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I pop it out and, and put it up. I have to see his fans all chat. I, I've been seeing him in Champions queue and his all chat banter is just absolutely hilarious. Dang, sir! Thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Yeah, shout out to Alienware and Grubhub for making this happen. And I'd like to shout out my podcast called the LCS Fan Podcast, episode four, tomorrow at 8 p.m. EST. And unfortunately, we do not rank how hot the players are. My God, everybody's Whoa. got a podcast. Okay, thank you so much for the call. And we'll catch you next time. Yep, so, Mark, we had another caller in the waiting room that disappeared. Someone, someone disappeared. Yeah, yeah, I don't know I who don't it know. was. Who it was. I don't, I don't recognize any of the names and the other things. So if you disappeared, please rejoin. Um, I think we're going to do a shorter episode today, but I do want to take... Yeah, I'll still try and find one or two more. I also just want to talk about the series a little bit analytically. I, yeah. we don't, have, I don't know if you pulled anyone for those, but... We I didn't see just... too many people. Like, people, all their takes were like, this format is bad or something like that. There weren't too many people that were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. if you see any in the, ch in the chat... if Listen, everybody right now, here's your chance. Mark is looking for an analytical excuse to talk about stuff, so... Join a sub calls or pleb calls thing and put your takes in. We'll we'll pull maybe two more folks. Um, and yeah, Mark is grabbing the next caller. Then we'll take a break after. Then we'll take one or two more calls. Then Chronicler can go to sleep. I definitely will not. I need to pack. Oh God. Yeah. What time is your? Oh, sorry. Do you have a morning? I try not to give flight times. Do you have a morning or an afternoon flight? It's not too bad. I'll be alright. Okay. But I like being well prepped. Gotcha. Okay. 
Parnell, Parnell, where are you calling from? It's Parnelli X. And, okay. Uh, Sometimes from... I shorten the names because like people yeah. add X's and shit to the rant edit their gamer tags. Wait, wait, yeah, where are yeah. you calling from? Fort Wayne, Indiana. All right. What do you want to talk about on the show? Okay. So I had two takes and I'm not sure which one you pulled me it for. It was the second the first, one. It was the second one. Okay. Uh, the champion's queue? Yes. Okay. So I think that's... Uh, Champions Q, I think, was a massive, like, missed opportunity. I know it's doing okay right now, but I think it could have been much better. Um, there's a couple things. First of all, announcing it earlier, like, earlier, um, and marketing it better could have encouraged some international teams to come to NA sooner, potentially to boot camp. But also, uh... Chronicler just and- exhaled very loudly in this room whenever you said that. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, well, so I think another huge issue with Champions Cube beyond just like worlds right now is that uh, no cha- like they don't allow like solo queue challenger players in, and it really limits the the player base. It limits the talents in Champions Cube. And considering that Champions Cube has had queue time issues for you know since it's been out, um, just the quality has been pretty poor. And even right now with worlds. Um, with all like the other pros coming, like they're playing with a lot of uh, like they're either playing with like the hardcore pros, like you know actual like worlds players, or they're playing with like amateur players that are like in grandmaster. And I think allowing some solo like challenger solo queue players and people like Cat Evolved, for example, and just anyone that's really like high rank challenger has a good champion pool, I think would greatly improve the quality of uh, champions queue. So part and of the also- reason I go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was, well, I was going to say, I think that would also, um, I, I know some Worlds pros uh, have, like, said it's, like, kind of okay or, like, it's not the best practice environment. And I think a lot of the reason is because the quality of players in NA right now that are in Champions queue is not the best and it could be better. So, yeah, I did pull this take because I've seen Champions queue seems oddly controversial, I guess is what I would say. Like, in... There's a lot of people on Reddit who are like, oh my God, Champions Q is amazing. And then there's a lot of people, what, the, where's the the drama around uh, Champions Q is a failure or whatever that was uh, the clickbait title for the YouTube video last week. So yeah. I thought we could do a quick conversation about it, uh, despite one person in chat who's very upset anytime we talk about Champions Q. Um, so Chronicler, first yes. off, you've been uh, guffawing uh, over there about the statement that teams would have come over earlier. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I like the optimism, but I can guarantee you that I, at least I don't know how it is about LPL. I assume it's similar. There is no shot, no matter the promotion that you do, that will make Korean players come to NA earlier to play Champions Q. Like, there's just no dice because the Korean solo queue server or the Chinese super server are both much better practice environments. Uh, because the high-level players, like the high-level one-tricks there are legitimately of a level where playing against them benefits you. And I think in an it's just not really going to be the case. So it's not really Duncan on the caller, but more, I just don't think that there is anything that will make... Because they just want to scrim good LPL and LCK teams. It's yeah. not really like that's that's going to be always the highest value practice for them. And they're playing in Champions queue while in NA because it's the best practice environment here. So I it's think the, the best already... of a inferior practice environment. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that's 
that's just the reality of it right like i'm yeah. between yeah. the korean server or the super server that's just going to always be um that's just always going to be better so i really i'm really happy champion skew is here because i love watching it i think it's good that the practice environment is there but you're not going to drag eastern pros there um in any way i personally don't think yeah i mean uh this is a complicated one because i feel like the conversation got like weirdly hyperbolic uh when like some people didn't get in and i think there's a good case that they should let more people in to parnell parnelli x's point um i think there's a good case for some of those people not to get in like i the point of the server is not to let in content creators and people who just want to play good League of Legends games in particular. It is very much um, intended to be about bettering North America. You can argue that these people getting in would help. You know, I don't know the dynamics quite well enough, you know, like for Nemesis and Shifter and Cutie and some of those people who hit Challenger to play. Um, if, if it like, okay, well now they're helping reduce queue times and they're high quality opponents or whatever, and, and now they can play, but they're also streamers and, you know, they're like, are they here for more for content? Or are they here to like try and play a lot? You know, like, I think there's a, a bit of a, a, a murky conversation there. Um, but like, I think the people who have not gotten in have claimed that the entire thing is a failure. I talked about not being pleased with Champions Q back in Split 2 when like the Q times were dying and whatnot and people weren't using it and that felt bad. Um, but I I think that currently it's doing extremely well. We'll have to see how it does next year. I have not followed over the entirety of the year close enough to comment. I'm less concerned about right now, honestly, and more about next year, about what happens when all the world's players disappear. Um, you know, I think that's the problem you have to solve for is how do, how do you make sure it works because even if you let nemesis in now after he says that you know like world's champ q is a failure if you let him in he plays here for a month and then leaves when worlds is over that doesn't really help you know long term um what about shifter what about cutie you know again are they going to play league for a year or are they going to play for a couple months i don't know and so like i i'm not the authority on this um and there's probably some solutions that I, I, if I was paying more attention instead of watching Worlds, I would be more informed on this combo. What I'm getting from this is Mark wants to pull the colors from here on out. Anyway, Parnell. No, no, no. I just, I just don't know what to say because, like, in well, theory, yeah, you, sh you should make it less restrictive and, like, let in more people who you think are good. But, like, are they going to be good long term? Uh, is that better than keeping it to a slightly more contained pool because there's already complaints about people not being good enough if you let in one tricks or just like a random other people i don't know i mean i think the goal the entire goal of champions queue should be to provide the best practice environment that we could possibly come up with in na because our solo queue is not going to be as good as korean solo queue at this point no matter what we do so we have to kind of like uh do it a little artificially and so i i think that is the goal and i don't i don't see an argument as to how like denying some of these high level players is is beneficial for champions queue i know i know people are like against content creators but i don't think being a content creator means you're just not going to take it seriously you don't have to be on an amateur team to be competitive and to want to win and to try to actually uh, strive to get better so i think just adding more like high level and it's not just like the couple of content creators that tweeted about it but i think it's just like challenger players in general should see 
like an open like challenger players should see like a clear path to getting into champions queue that's not just yeah. joining a team because i think and i think it'll help the quality of of na just long term and it'll help like drive the players i'm i'm a high elo one trick and if if there was like a more of a clear path to get into champions queue for me um I would be like kind of more motivated to actually expand my champion pool and actually get better. Yeah, I think so. My my two thoughts, or I guess only single thought would be, in order to expand the rate and ability to let people in, you also have to expand the ability to remove them if they become problematic. Exactly. Yeah, um, that was what I was gonna say. It's easier to add than remove. Well, let me let me throw in an idea because this is an idea I had uh, when there was problems earlier this year. So right now there is champions queue like during the splits. And there's an empty period between and i think in the between splits you could add in challenger players that like pass like a certain like lp um or even maybe grandmaster players i don't know and the like at, at the end of these between splits whoever is like highest ranked like you actually have to like earn your way into the in splits champions queue so between splits you, you allow more players in and then when the split begins you only keep in the players that performed well between splits. Yeah, I mean, it's an option. There's a lot of options. I think uh, some level of a, of a council of players who you know you respect, review applicants. I don't know. Um, it's it's tough right now. The reason I think the rules are the way that they are is because in theory they're cut and dry. I know there's been some controversy around who's gotten in or who hasn't, but like by limiting it this way, at least you just say, well, those are the people who are allowed in. But yeah. It, Marnie, it really just, I think it just feels like gatekeeping right now, honestly. And it's not like, it's not exactly like nepotism or anything, but it really just feels like it is like, I don't know. It just, it's gatekeeping people that are like not wanting to go all out and like join an amateur team and be on a top ranked amateur team. I think, I think it's really just limiting champions queue and champions queue could be amazing. I think it could be an absolutely amazing and it's just not going to be that way with how it currently is. Parn, thank you so much for the call. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out? Um, just shout out my YouTube and Twitch, mostly my YouTube. I play Warwick and Hyelo, so. Par, I want to thank you so much for calling in. We'll catch you next oh. time. Also, it's Parn. Yeah. Yep. Later. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, damn it, Mark! I needed to do an ad break, and he's already left the room. Just well, that break now. Oh yeah, actually, it's a good idea. He'll pull them in, dude. Chronicler, this is why you're a professional. We. I want to shout out Grubhub. Thank you so much to Grubhub for uh, for supporting the show. Really appreciate uh, everything that you do. For those that don't know, TGI World's Tour is sponsored by. Yes, Mark. I know. Um, uh, TGI World's Tour is sponsored by Grubhub. So whenever you watch the Body. next five episodes of hotline league they will be happening in new york and atlanta in san francisco in part because of grubhub's support of the show and it's been fantastic to uh work with them over the course of this year whenever we first started working with them i had no idea that it would lead to something so cool and so grand as the tgi world's tour uh and if you're going to tgi world's tour make sure that you uh grab a shirt or poster from the merch uh, station 
where you will be able to wear a Grubhub logo. No, I'm just kidding. Either way, thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring. Uh, please be sure to use the link uh, if you sign up for them. Uh, we'll have that link in the description. Also, I believe it's in the chat. If not, we will figure it out. Either way, thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. It is now time for our last caller of the night. Mark is grabbing them right now, and uh, Chronicler and Mark will then go to sleep. <laughs> and I will stay on stream uh, for an hour because I'm going to stream a little bit. Laser Fruit is here. Laser Fruit, where are you calling from? Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show? All right, so my take for the night is that the reason EG looks so much better during their series against Mad than they did during uh, like the best of ones and plans is because they started um, playing around carry like they did with Danny, where they just funnel him gold and then play for team fights rather than trying to like dominate their lanes, like Kauri was uh, known for in Academy. It's like like he was known for Academy, you're saying? Yeah. So like in Academy, uh, they would play like a lot of early game picks like Callista, Lucian, and, you know, against Fnatic in the first game, they tried playing uh, the Kaelin Lux lane, and it went terribly. And then in the Mad series, they basically just treated him like they used to Danny and just funneled as much gold as they could into him, and it worked out much better. Chronicler. Um, do you, do you I have agree? a lot of thoughts, so I want Chronicler to go first. Yeah. yeah, do you agree with the assessment? This is the last thing we need from you tonight. Just bring, overall thoughts on more of me. Bring all, to. bring all the so, energy you have for this moment. All the energy. <laughs> Whatever's it's in not, the reserves. It's not a lot. I kind of wanted to spread it out. I don't know if we can do it all in one Whatever's comment. in the reserves. Um, my personal take is that the biggest difference uh, between EG initially and how they have looked is just that they got more games with their bot lane and their uh, Kauri just looked more comfortable. I think individually, Inspired has been good from the get-go, but both JoJo and Impact in particular, Impact was really running it, um, like the first day and a half of play-ins. And by uh, the end of today, he was just dunking on Armod every single matchup. So I actually think that EG's bot lane is the least relevant part of them i think vulcan's really big obviously but i'm looking much more towards the top side of the team i feel like if top side right now doesn't perform kauri as well as he's done as a replacement slash uh, substitutes just doesn't have the same inevitability that danny has and he definitely will not when we get to groups um so i think that the top half of that team is going to be the key thing for them and and i think that that's the part that performed the best yeah all right, Mark, um, you have a lot of thoughts. Let's go. Yeah, so I, I agree with Chronicler about like the Danny versus Jojo, or uh, Danny versus Cowrie thing. I think Cowrie's probably a little bit better in lane and can play some of the more aggressive matchups, but just doesn't have that like 1v9 pop-off potential, though he did have some good team fights this series. Um, I think EG played better than than in the play-ins, but I mean, I wasn't, I, I like pulled my punches on Matt a fair amount on, on the cast, obviously, as when, when you're casting versus when you're on the AD, you're just trying to be a little bit more, um, or a little less opinionated and more about like specifically what's happening. Um, and especially like with, I feel bad for Matt because in some sense, it didn't even seem like they thought they deserved to be here with El Yoya's interview um, right after where they're like, yeah, it's weird that we lost multiple best of fives and haven't won our way to worlds in any sense of the word. Um, 
So like I I I feel bad like I'm kind of punching down saying this, but I was just never impressed with them. Um, they were good in the regular season. I watched them then. Honestly, they they looked good. Uh, but then when I when I was seeing all my my VOD review for for playoffs, they just they're bad. Like straight up, I did not think their balling was very good. Kaiser's been struggling a lot. I know he's incredible. I know he can be incredible, but he's just not been it recently. And Unforgiven has not been able to be either a late game hyper carry bomb or an early game win con he's not he's been neither and so like you know they tried to slam draven and eg just didn't give a shit <laughs> like like these draven picks did nothing then the Callista yeah. pick did nothing like that those are early game win cons and he lost flash twice level one like once on a cheesy invade by set fair enough but the other time was just straight up trading into tk like what are you doing um they're they're, they're just not very good bot lane and armit has two champs <laughs> and so like your your side lanes are, are not very good. And then Jojo was able to handle Niski. I think Niski is a very good player. Um, and I don't want to shade him at all, but Jojo got the better of him today. El Yoya is very, very good, but so is Inspired. So like in terms of a matchup, I think this was a terrible matchup for Mad Lions who have not much going for them in the current meta. Um, and I, I was predicting EG to win, but I, I didn't think it would be a 3-0. I was expecting a little bit more out of them, but watching it happen, it was like, Tell me how Mad was supposed to win this series. I just don't fucking see a single angle for them other than like El Yoya and Niski just like 1v9. Yep. 2v9, I guess. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Don't really have a lot more that. I think for me the kicker was and I know it's I know it's uh it, it was against Def. Def's a really good player, but I don't know what the matchup was. I think it was MF uh, MF and and Leona also just got boomed in lane with no jungler intervention against Sivir and Yumi. And when that's happening, it's oh like, yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Like it's just, I agree with Mark. I feel like Elioya was extremely impressive. I think it was one of the best junglers in that group, but uh, he's just one dude. So like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, to bring it back to the callers' point, the callers seem to be Laserfruit seem to be trying to offer us some hopium, and that hey, EG unlocked how to play. They're going to play through, you know, by working with Kauri like they did with Danny and doing all this stuff. And then both of you guys are like, nah, Mad Lions just fucking sucked. And so then, is there, well, should we not be excited about so, EG going into the group stage? Or are we, should we no, be pretty worried? I think yeah. it's a groups. No, I, I, I don't think EG's going to. I really like EG. I want them to do yeah. well. Yeah, but I don't think that group's going to allow them to. I think they're going to get boomed. Yeah, I mean, the, the the thing is, like, the things that they were doing so well this series was, like, Impact is also not a person with, like, an incredible champion pool. Uh, it's better than Armut's, where it's just, like, Nar Aatrox, and that's it, basically, in the meta. Um, but, you know, Impact can get taken advantage of by a lot of carry tops if you're playing into, like, really crazy people. Uh, I need to re refresh my, myself on exactly who's in their group because it's been a day. Um, but the other thing is, with the bot lane... I think they're strong in lane, but the, the reason that they had such an easy time was that the Mad Lions bot lane problems, and they'll get tested a lot more. Um, they're in the group with, uh, it's group B, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. <laughs> G2's bot lane has been a little bit worse than I think like they, they had been, but they're still really good. <laughs> Obviously, Dom Juan, uh, they're a lot more about solo lanes. Like if they have Nuggery in there, if you're playing into three six nine, like I'm really worried about impact a little bit more in those situations. Um, I would not say it's the most bot lane focused. I think Hope is the best AD carry in that group. Um, so like, you know, I think this is a lot more about mid and top lane for these teams. 
Um, Don Juan obviously was showmaker as well and Canyon and like this kind of stuff. Like I, I don't think it's the most bot lane centric group. So like maybe Cowrie and Vulcan will be okay, but I, I still think it'll still, no matter what, be better than Mad's bot lane. Uh, last question on this EG front. Do you guys think uh, Vulcan gets fined for his tweet? <laughs> Suck my dick at <laughs> you? Yeah, that was a little aggro. <laughs> I, I think there's a 50-50 chance he gets fine. I think for if it. he did SMD uh, with the video, it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he 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 went all in, and you know, we'll I see just what like happens. he clearly had that queued up and ready to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, very very. Impressive. I wonder when he recorded the video portion. Was it before or after? Because it was in his hotel room, so I'm pretty sure he must have recorded that, ready yeah. to to tweet it out. Yes. It had to have been before because I think he was still on stage when he tweeted it. So here's here's the <laughs> equation that you take. You look at, you say, okay, if I spent to boost my Twitter account and it would give me this many followers and this much engagement, how much would that cost versus what is the fine that I'm going to have to pay to figure out I if it's a it. smart financial move? Uh, that's that's how you decide. Okay, Laser Fruit, thank you so much for the call. Anything uh, you want to shout out before we say goodbye? Uh, I'll shout out Alienware and Grubhub. And I also want to shout out... Ali Elioya, because I think he played very well today, but unfortunately, he was on the worst team. But uh, I, I do think he deserves props for his play, not just in this series, but like all of play-ins. I, I think he's a very good jungler. Yeah, very good. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right, have a good night. Yeah. All right, that is the show. I would like to, first off, ask everyone in the chat right now, if you are a sub, please use the clapping emotes that I have to clap for Mark and Chronicler who are hanging by a thread over the course of this show after a long exhausting day on the broadcast. Mark gets paid to be on the show so you can clap even harder for Chronicler who like a madman agreed to do this at the start of today. It was a very bad idea in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. I, I same thing that I thought for the dive. I, I could have said no to the dive but like they asked me at 3.30 and I was like yeah sure I'll hang out. RNG will 3.0 and then I'll be good and then dragged and dragged and now it's 9 30 and i'm like what the fuck was i thinking so yeah a bit of a shorter episode today but that's okay because you're still getting way more hotline league than you normally do please be sure to tune in at six o'clock pacific nine o'clock eastern on thursday for tgi worlds happening mark and i are going to be there we'll be joined by double lift if you're in New York, there's still, I think, some spots available on the Eventbrite to sign up. If you don't get in via the Eventbrite, please uh, show up with for general admission. It's going to be great. Mark, do you have anything you want to shout out? Shout out Pastry Time with the cast. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw his twit longer, but he is done with casting. Um, put out a, a good twit longer to read. So everyone give I him did. some kind words. Reddit pointed out that his last cast was eg 3 oing uh, EU. Which Go out on top, a, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. Chronicler, anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out to anyone who worked on plans. The team all worked really, really hard. These days are very, very long. And uh, uh, yeah, I really want to shout out, not just Pastry, although he deserves a special shout out, as mentioned by Mark, but uh, also people like Goldberg, Lyric, uh, Dash Quickshot, all, uh, and everyone else that I'm not naming right now, all doing a really good job. And uh, shout out to "Run Away with Me" by Carter E. Jepsen. It's a really good song. You should you should listen to <laughs> okay. it. It's a banger. Great, glad. Uh, happy. We haven't ever had that type of shout out before. Okay, uh, wait, Mark. Last question: Is there a blame game this week? 
Uh, will you kill me if I cancel it tomorrow? I need to see how I'm feeling, and also like no, I have other things I need to do tomorrow. You're traveling, so if if uh, I don't know, we'll figure uh, out. I maybe you and I can do a bonus a video or something like that at Worlds that we can where we can sit down and talk about something. Yeah, like I, I'll, yeah, I'll figure something out. I'll I'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow at the end, like in what everything else I have to do and, and whatnot. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's the show. Please tune in in two days for TGI Worlds. Thanks, Chronicler. Thanks, Mark. See you all later.